Hi, my name is Kaylin Bullock. I am currently an instructional technology coach in the Metro Detroit area, and I was Young's teacher way back in the day of uh, non-distance learning. Hi, my name is Young Kim, and I am currently cooped up in the Seattle area during this pandemic. Yeah, so how... Now, I know Seattle has had cases for quite a mm -hmm. long time, um, but how long have you been cooped up, we'll say? Um, well, it's kind of hard to say because, uh, um, like, my life hasn't really been affected by the coronavirus very directly in that, like, I haven't been going to school. Like, I'm, I graduated and I was just looking for a job, so... I guess the only way is that a couple job fairs got canceled. Um, <laughs> okay. So I know. I know, would think yeah. I would think that your job finding prospects are um low right now. They're right. Pro probably not first priority for many of these districts. Yeah, and so like I kind of have an open mind going into um like the summer, knowing that yeah, they're probably not gonna be looking at hiring. Actually, maybe they might. Maybe a lot of teachers will just call it quits. But hopefully, <laughs> yeah. Not. Say, I'm I'm hiring. I've had a lot of teachers close to retirement are like, okay, this is too much. <laughs> I've seen it all now. Yeah. Um, and so your your sister, right? She's in Chicago mm -hmm. for college. So is her college shut down? Is she still there? What's going with that? Yeah. So she. Um, was on spring break last week and mm -hmm. was scheduled to go back last Saturday. We're recording this on Tuesday. Um, and so her spring break Wednesday. Was... It's Wednesday. Oh, it's Wednesday. Yeah. I, I, yeah. <laughs> you know, I don't need to keep track of the days of the week very much. So. Um, okay, it's Wednesday. Yeah. So she got an email during spring break saying that her spring break was going to be lengthened to the 23rd. Um, and then after that, it looks like they're just going to go online. Okay. Um, so she is, so she's, yeah, she's back in home. Seattle. Okay. Mm -hmm. Well, that's nice that you didn't, yeah. she didn't have to scramble for that. And then your fiance is mm -hmm. student teaching in New Mexico, right? So right. is that still happening? Has she moved to distance learning? What's going on? Right. So, um, she was worried for a little bit because she, we thought that the university might pull all of their students back to um, or just like away from their placements. Mm -hmm. um, and that's the case in Michigan. But for off-campus student teachers, since they're already doing their seminars and with their college courses online anyway, um, Kyla is still going to be in New Mexico and um, she's on her, her, she was on her spring break or no, her spring break is now this mm -hmm. week. And then she has two extra weeks of no school. Um, and I believe she is doing some tutoring during these two weeks before. Okay. So did she have to prep a bunch of distance learning stuff or they did, did they not do anything at that school as far as um, materials to send home or an effort to continue learning remotely? 
Yeah. Um, as far as I know, I don't think that that was a possibility, um, given the time frame that they had. Um, but you know, I can. I'll, I'll talk to you later tonight to see <laughs> what what all was happening because um, it, it seems like some districts are trying to be productive and get ahead of things, um, and others like, yeah, like Seattle. There was it was like early February when one school um, was closed for a little bit, and we were all kind of just shocked at that. Um, mm. But now it's just schools all over the the nation. So. Yeah, definitely. And I know here in Michigan, it was lit basically last week, you know, that we got our first confirmed cases, a couple of them, and things mm -hmm. just spread like wildfire as far as, you know, by the time the week was over, um, we were, you know, schools were called off across the state. Um and we had one day's notice. Literally, we were actually at an ed tech conference on Thursday and got word that, you know, Friday would likely be the last day of school. Hmm. Um, and then Friday didn't even end up being the last day of school. Teachers reported to try to get a plan together, but mm -hmm. um, students did not come in. I mean, they came in a little bit later to pick up some packets. Mm -hmm. And, you know, in our district as well, um, we have, you know, it's a, there's a, a very high number of students living in poverty and, um, English language learners. And, and the, actually, I think overall the messages have been, you can send things home, but it's, it's review stuff, you know? And okay. so you might just to help them not lose all their learning. So, mm -hmm. In our district, for the most part, people gathered together packets and those were picked up. Um, but I do think the sense is, even though that is, you know, we're not trying to continue any new learning, um, mm -hmm. I think there's a desire out there that people want to continue online um, just for the sake of interacting, for seeing classmates, for seeing teachers. And so there is a lot of effort out there, I think, on, on teachers' part and students' parts to, to continue schooling online, even though they're not necessarily learning new material. So that's mm. what's been going on. And, and my guess is, or what I've, so as an ed tech nerd, I mm -hmm. am kind of secretly loving all of this because now all of a sudden people are interested in all right. of the techie things that I have loved all along. Um, so that is fun. However, at the same time, it's like um, you can't introduce a bunch of new platforms to students and teachers when you know, they haven't had any experience using it. So there's a ton right. of the ton of companies offering uh, free premium subscriptions. So again, I'm like a kid in a candy store being like, oh, my mm -hmm. goodness, you know, you can get a premium account of Nearpod. You can get this. You can get that. Um, but in reality, uh, we can't really use it for the most mm -hmm. part. Um, limited. Um, so that's been 
tough for me as I'm finding all these resources. Um, there are so many Facebook groups that have emerged um, mm. about this, like teachers that are, you know, moving to online learning. And so my feed is just like constant of people posting resources. Um, so again, I just battle all day being like, Ooh, I really love that. But Ooh, I don't, you know, I don't know right. that I can share. I have landed. I did share out basically. Yes, there is so much out there and, you know, try to create choice boards for students maybe, um, because it is basically all optional, um, mm. stuff. So try to create choice boards so they can, um, you know, choose what they like. Uh, and then I really think it's important to emphasize because you can't expect them to do the same amount of work that they, they would be doing. Right. And so mm -hmm. you want to just cultivate a curiosity in students and creativity so that while they're right. stuck at home, they are sparked I guess, to investigate things and, hmm. and learn at home. So, so you are looking for jobs. So you're not currently teaching. No. Like imagine though, you're a brand new teacher, first year teaching, and this happens like, and, and potentially this, you know, let's say, let's say this continues on into mm -hmm. the fall, which I really, really hope it does not. But let's say it does. And you've been hired, but you are going to, you have to be doing distance learning, remote learning. What do you think? How do you feel as a new teacher? What would you be thinking, feeling? What would you think would be the best approach? Would you feel prepared? You know, because you're young, so you must be well, you are young and you're young. Mm -hmm. um, you must be techie, right? A techie teacher. So right. how would, what would you be thinking? How would you be dealing with this? Uh, yeah, I've had a lot of thought about um, just like all the tweets and the news I've been seeing of teachers and like what they've had to do to prepare um, and kind of like all the all the things that parents are trying to do to help their kids or something like that. Um, and like some of the things that I was thinking about is, as you mentioned, just like the, like the equity involved in like how many students can get reliable online access. Um, and the, like the packets and like what are students going to be expected to do? Um, and then I thought about you obviously, and just like all of the, the tech stuff and all the fun ways to do learning using technology. And um, I think like the biggest thing that I realized is that like um, I didn't gr grow up in with like having a lot of technology in the classroom. I know that you tried mm -hmm. to get it implemented towards the end of my high school career, but still um, I think to answer your question, I don't think I would be prepared, even though I am a young and hip new teacher who's techie. I don't think that um, I have a grasp of what or, or like how I can use the technology best to my advantage and for my students. Um, and like you said, like we've talked about a lot of um, like wonderful tech resources out there. Um, but I realized like I don't really know what all that looks like and how that plays out and um 
you know, like I think once I get a better sense of how to actually implement that in a classroom, um, which, you know, back, back in the fall, when we first started this podcast, we should have, I should have done more of that with you, um, <laughs> during my student teaching. Cause you know, that's, <laughs> Well, there's That's still what time. Is there for, right? <laughs> the podcast is not over. It's not going mm-hmm. anywhere. So there's still time. But yeah, we to dig into that. <laughs> but yeah, so uh I I've been wanting to like I guess get a like a test run of all these different tools to see like yeah, like what would it look like if in the fall I, I get hired and I have to do distance learning, like which platform do I choose or um, what, you know, what's my, what's the structure look like in my classes, you know? Yeah. Well, and the good news is, um, well, and I can send you some things. I mean, like I said, teachers are out there sharing, sharing so much as far as how to use this, how to use that. Um, so you could start exploring that now. And then the mm-hmm. other thing that I've found encouraging is just related to that is the collaboration. And so I think even in a small school where you went and I taught, and Mm -hmm. where, you know, I was the only social studies teacher, pretty much. I think they're even cross-curricular leaning on each other and collaborating about what, what they plan to do and how it looks. Mm -hmm. Um, And then as, I mean, I've always been kind of techie in my classes, but I will say one big advantage I feel that I have is my entire master's degree was done online. I got my master's in ed tech through Boise State. And Mm -hmm. so, I have a pretty good picture of what online learning can be and what it looks like. I think there can be misconceptions out there still today, right? That, Mm -hmm. oh, you know, a teacher is just going to do post a whole lecture online and then kids are going to answer questions and turn them in on Google Classroom. Um, Like, yes, that is distance I'll call it distance teaching. I don't know that that's really distance Mm. learning. Um, Mm. I think that's key, right? Um, A good online remote program is going to have students being very active and participatory. And anyway, so I I feel like I have a better grasp on that because I had an, uh, I went through an online program where, you know, I really lived that and experienced that. So Mm One of the things we were thinking about is especially looking for who knows how long this will go. I know Kansas um, has officially stated that they will be out for the rest of the school year. Um, And so there is at least one state. Um, Mm. And and even looking, you know, let's say, let's think worst case scenario, hopefully not, but let's say we're going into distance learning in the fall. We were thinking and we were talking about how if we can work to integrate subject matter, you know, right now our, you know, this is me getting really nerdy. I mean, our school system is based on like the industrial revolution, right? Clocking in, clocking out. Um, separate subjects. And maybe this pandemic will be a catalyst for some real change um, Mm -hmm. for what learning looks like. And one of those things being um, that subjects don't have to be taught alone. They can be integrated very much. You can, you know, work alongside 
the social studies teacher can very easily work alongside the English teacher, um, Mm -hmm. math and science, um, or even bringing it to the elementary level. I've noticed that a lot of elementary teachers, you know, very much prioritize reading and writing and math and Mm -hmm. science, science and social studies just kind of get moved to like mm, once or twice a week, you know, whereas English and math, they are hammered in, you know, every day, a a substantial amount of time dedicated to it. Mm -hmm. And so I think, you know, at elementary level and secondary level, if we can start to um, think about how we can integrate these all together, um, the learning can be very rich and relevant for students and and even be helpful in times like these where you want the learning to continue, but you can't necessarily expect students to do the same amount of work, you know, an hour dedicated for each and every thing. So the more you can combine things, the better. Mm-hmm. So I'm going to stop you because you're, you're going into the bell ringer today because oh, oh yeah, we, sorry. after all we are called the, the bell, bell ringer, ringer pod. Yeah. Thank so. you. Thank you. So today's bell ringer question of the day is how do you integrate more than one subject in your teaching? Mm. Yeah. So I, I'm with you in that this is something we could look toward. Um, mm-hmm. One of, I think, the best ways, but oh boy, this is a big, a big topic. I think project-based learning um, is is a great way to bring this about. You start with this driving question or this problem or this mm-hmm. inquiry, um, and students can dive into it. Um, and PBL Works is a website that has sample projects up there already and they even you know they'll even very plainly say you know english math you know the how they're all integrated um and a lot of people i hear they look at the un's sustainable development goals um mm-hmm. like toward healthcare and and um you know eliminating world hunger the these things and developing because these are real problems that the world is trying to solve and developing projects around that um, where students are investigating how to best solve this so it can it would involve writing it could involve math it would involve science social studies all those things very meaningfully Um, Mm -hmm. so i think while difficult to bring all together um, there are great resources on and in PBL works. And if this is really, you know, I know schools that have dedicated themselves to changing their schedules and and all of that to make PBL a reality. Mm-hmm. And I think that's a a best bet. What do you think? Oh, well, like as as you say that, I, that's the first time I've heard of the UN Sustainability sustainable development goals like involved with project-based learning um and i think that could be a really interesting and like super fun way of getting students um involved in like that um 
development of like curiosity during this time as you say like as they're just stuck at home and just um like combining that integration of more than one subject with their own um uh like personal like connections to maybe some of these issues that they might be researching so um that can like tap into a lot of the students experiences and um allow them to kind of use that as a way to get excited about um you know like actually taking steps to maybe solving these problems or just figuring out like um what they can do or what they're interested in doing to kind of help this problem yeah so why not literally save the solve the world's problems while you're stuck at home right mm-hmm. yeah. well and there was even in the news recently there was that is seattle i think high school student right that developed that app that tracks the coronavirus like mm-hmm. a live map um so <laughs> you know we can get more of that happening right, right? um yeah, so certainly Google the sustainable development goals, and I believe they there's websites out there dedicated to lesson plans and things like that related um, mm-hmm. to them. And so that's a great way or a great place that's going to involve all sorts of things because you really need all areas. Mm-hmm. Um, think, thinking whole liberal arts education all tied together to solve these kinds of problems. Um, And then I would say also thinking a little bit toward elementary, um, you know, clear, obviously, right. It's very important to be teaching students to read. And Mm -hmm. um, I think though, and I don't, I don't know for sure. I haven't been in tons of classrooms. I haven't jumped in a hundred percent, but making sure so that you have students that go in and read these leveled, you know, leveled texts on their own, where they are at their level. Um, but they don't necessarily all relate to a topic together. And there are, um, online resources out there like Newzella and Common Lit where Mm -hmm. you can find articles and adjust the reading level to them. And so students are basically reading the same article, perhaps about coronavirus, but at Mm -hmm. different levels. Um, And so they can still have discussions about it. You can still have an integrated um, kind of theme to what you're talking about. So it's bringing in social studies, it's bringing in science and their reading and reading for meaning and all of that. So Mm. I think there's a lot of potential to take advantage, especially at the elementary level of those science and social studies topics to bring them in to your reading instruction. Nice. Yeah. And then Um, I know back in the day there was, there still is the hashtag. So we've talked mm -hmm. about Twitter before. There's a hashtag E-N-G-S-S chat. So like basically English and social studies chat combined. Mm -hmm. And way back in the day when I was more involved in the social studies chat um, discussions, I believe it was every first Monday of the month, you know, SS chat and ing chat, they would join together in in that hashtag. Mm -hmm. I looked up the hashtag. I didn't see as much recently happening. There were definitely were tweets with the hashtag. So certainly 
looking to Twitter using that hashtag, you might find some more resources there. Okay. Yeah, because I, w- I was thinking, um, correct me if I'm wrong, but the, oh, okay, let's, let me paint the picture first. So your classroom was next door to the English teacher's classroom. Yes, that and is correct. I vaguely remember um, you and the English teacher trying to um, collaborate on, I think we were reading Huckleberry Finn. Um, and I don't know if there was a social studies piece that tied into it directly at the time, but I remember, like, maybe it was rumors or maybe it was a dream, but I remember something like that wanted to get started. Maybe it was just my own desire to have some integration as a student. Right. Uh, Well, I don't know if that was a dream or not. I do know uh, we did try to work together with some integration. I remember it more so being with um, like Western civilization, that class um, that, you know, students would be reading the Odyssey or the Canterbury Tales. And we would try to tie in um, Mm -hmm. some of that together. Um, and there was one year, I'm pretty sure it was not your class that we did like an integrated project. Um, and I remember students being, uh, they did not love it. So they did not seem to love it (laughs) because they found it hard to make those connections. Hmm. Um, but interestingly, one of the jobs I applied for when I moved back to Michigan, was with a charter school and and they did their um they you know they were going to hire me as a social studies teacher but social studies was team taught with the english teacher hmm. and i was like oh that sounds really great um and i know mm-hmm. they're in and um like in the ib programs there they call it humanities and humanities right. is a much more integrated english and social studies um you know, I certainly have always felt that as a social studies teacher, I'm a writing teacher. I'm teaching students to read text and find support and write write arguments and persuasive um, pieces. So I've always felt like I am a writing teacher. Um, and so anyway, I've always been very open. It's just I think sometimes it's so... And I'll admit the faults in this. We teachers tend to be so controlling <laughs> that, you know, me as somebody who loves social studies and history, I see it one way. And somebody who loves English and teaching English, they see it another way. And I think sometimes we don't want to really meet in the middle because right. of our own need for control <laughs> and what we want. Yeah. Uh, that reminds me of um, during my full-time teaching when I was student teaching, just, you know, like the bell rings, the students are in the classroom and you close the door and it's just you. You're the adult, like you're mm-hmm. in charge, you're responsible. And mm-hmm. that was a weird feeling, you know, like I, I wanted to like kind of like peek out the hallway. So like, are you get, like, you know, like, I'm like, are you sure? Like, this is just me out here. Like, right. Um, but that's then, how like, I felt. That's that how rhythm. I felt. That's how I felt bringing a newborn home. I was like, "What? <laughs> You're letting me take a baby?" Anyway, sorry. <laughs> Go on. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. So I I thought about 
you know some of the challenges involved like because like after like after a week of just being a full-time teacher um in in the classroom it was like oh no this is my classroom now um and i was a student teacher and it was like the first week of like just on my own and yet i still felt like no this is mine and these are my kids and like the like this is what i'm gonna teach them um you know and i kind of relished the fact that i was alone and no one bothered me um <laughs> and so like I, I can see how you know there might be some challenges in this collaboration but um maybe like as everyone is online with like hashtags and like different ways of you know maybe almost like forcing teachers to collaborate with one another i don't know if that's been your experience it sounds like your district um you know like you can be a good help to a lot of teachers who are kind of transitioning into this um and so you know it might be a good way to get the ball rolling a little bit yeah well and like uh, yeah certainly um we teachers and all people, all people, right? <laughs> Toddlers and adults and students, we all like to have a degree of control. And this mm -hmm. pandemic uh, takes that away from us. And right. so it it does make us look at things and perhaps cause us to change things. And like I said, if we look at the fall into the fall and we say, we've really got to make this happen, um, I might then be much more willing to come alongside my grade level teachers or come alongside, um, you know, the English teacher, social studies teacher, how can we really work together so that, um, you know, so that we have support and so that the students can um, have a chance at, you know, getting it all done instead of them having like, I can only, you know, I'm thinking of high school students with up to seven classes a day, you know, and are mm -hmm. they, you know, they're getting work in all these classes. Like, can we really expect them to be putting in all this time? Um, and so by coming together, they will hopefully get a lot more learning out of it. And, and right. like I said before, hopefully maybe even solve the world's problems quite literally. <laughs> so, um, it's an interesting time. Um, one of the really, as, as a social studies teacher, I think you can appreciate this. Um, I, most social studies teachers have posted about having students basically make a real life primary source journal of going through a pandemic, going, mm -hmm. living through historic times. And basically their job is to just journal. And I can imagine, you know, you'd also want them to draw connections to other mm -hmm. times. Um, so I think that's really, really fun or a yeah, really, that's really cool. Yeah. Yeah. It's a great way to um, help students really like history and be like, mm -hmm. Oh wow, I'm actually living through something here. And, and documenting how that goes and certainly there's writing involved so that ties in mm -hmm. with english and there could be some revising and all sorts of things could could come together here yeah so and man you know this is such a horrible time for everyone but you know there's i there's hope for the future and what it could be you know like, yes um yeah you talk about like writing and you know writing reading that's like integral to learning in general and i'm just thinking about like 
you know, like science. Like when if you want to like progress and become like someone who researches, you're gonna need grant money, and you gotta learn how to write grants and um, just like you know, I I think that schools need to do a better job of making sure students understand that they're all connected that everything that they're doing in school is um applicable to the real life you know yeah maybe not math but no just kidding <laughs> um <laughs> i i uh anyway there's so many math teachers out there just angry at us right i now. know i'm sorry i know i will i'll leave it with this while i don't use much of the math that i learned i agree i was um, I was learning how to problem solve and persevere. That's what I learned in math class. So I, yeah, anyway, it's good stuff it, and it can all be, all be better integrated. So hopefully, like I said, um, in, in these historic times, hopefully we are going to see some change to how, how our education system works, because certainly mm-hmm. it does need a shakeup. Um, so, and you know, we want to be able to thrive and keep learning in these times of interruption. So we will hope that this brings some positive things um, for for learning in the 21st century, because here we are in 2020. Yeah. Oh. All right. Well, oops. sorry about that. Okay. Okay. Whew. And phone calls. All right. Well, it was you still great. Get interrupted by phone calls, even. I when know. We're Look at this. Um, oh, well, I have heard interesting. If people definitely are chatting about funny encounters with Zoom uh, mm. with their students and their kids right. are around, all sorts of things. So, lots of new things we're learning about, and so. Um, I just want to encourage teachers to keep up the good work and, and hopefully, you know, if you're feeling frustrated or worried or unsure, maybe reach out to, um, some colleagues about how can you work across subjects a little bit more so that, um, we're, we're bringing a curiosity and a creativity to students and enlightening a little bit of their, their workload too. Hmm. Well said. And maybe share this podcast with your friends and colleagues as well. Because Hey, yeah, if you're sitting around. Everyone with... needs something to do, right? Exactly. Podcasts are a, a great way to keep um, keep yourself entertained during the quarantine. And mm-hmm. and lo- I, I just keep thinking, and this is me in my ed techie world, just please don't let the internet go out. That's all. That's oh, all. Yeah. <laughs> like how awful would it be to be quarantined with no internet? Anyway, um, hopefully hopefully the internet stays strong and, and we all stay strong and get our toilet paper and all <laughs> those things. So, all right. All right to well, talk to you. good to talk to you. And hopefully we will talk again on our birthday episode. Yeah. What are we going to do? Oh, we'll it's <laughs> it's going to be great. For listeners out there, I'm sure you don't know, Young and I actually have the same birthday. So mm-hmm. um, it's going to be special, our March 24 birthday episode. Be sure to tune in. I think we'll all still be quarantined then, so <laughs> you shouldn't have anything to do. All right. All See right. You then. Bye. Bye. Bye.
Welcome to the Bell Ringers Teaching Podcast.